Hey, grown-up friends, just a heads up, while there is no expletive language in this episode, we are going to be touching on a grown-up topic. So if you listened to the podcast with young kids around, for this episode only, maybe put on the headphones. I use the lens of BDSM and kink, which is not all that kinky. It's kindness, consent, negotiation, safe words, boundaries. All these concepts are not so kinky. They're things that we deserve to put forward in our daily life. You're listening to Financial Grown-Up with me, certified financial planner, Bobby Rebel, author of How to Be a Financial Grown-Up. And you know what? Being a grown-up is really hard, especially when it comes to money. But it's okay. We're going to get there together. I'm going to bring you one money story from a financial grown-up, one lesson, and then my take on how you can make it your own. We got this. Hey, friends. Life lessons can come from so many places. And for author Lindsay Goldwert, they came from dominatrixes, and they inspired her new book, Bow Down, Lessons from Dominatrixes on How to Get Everything You Want. I mean, who doesn't want to get everything they want, right? Quick welcome to everyone joining us here on the Financial Grown-Up Podcast. We talk to successful grown-ups like Lindsay Goldwert about money stories that had a big impact on their life and the lessons from those stories. We also hit them up for everyday money tips that we can all use. This week, we are getting a great story about how to handle those asks that seem like they shouldn't cost you anything and it's hard to charge friends money for what seems like is just your time. I mean, you hang out with each other anyway, right? But where is the line? And if we aren't careful, what can it really start to cost us? What is our time worth? And our expertise, by the way. It is just one of the many lessons my friend Lindsay Goldworth got answers to while researching her book, Bow Down. Make sure you stay to the end because her everyday money tip is truly a gift. Here is Lindsay Goldwert. Hey, Lindsay Goldwert, you're a financial grown-up. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. I have in my hand your new book, which is now out. It is called Bow Down, Lessons from Dominatrixes and How to Get Everything You Want. If only it were so easy. I want to get everything I want, Lindsay. <laughs> me too. <laughs> The book was a lot of fun to write. I quit my job to write it. It was a crazy risk. I really liked my job. I was an editorial director at a really exciting startup, a money startup. And uh, but it was such it was such an adventure, and I had such incredible conversations with these women, and uh, it was definitely worth doing. We're going to talk more about the book, but first I want to get to your money story, which actually is something that happened just in the last day because you've kept in touch with a lot of the women that you interviewed. They are amazing at negotiations, but they also face a lot of the same challenges that we face. Um, I love the fact that it's become this sort of cultural thing. All these stores have friends and family sales, but the truth is we all have to be professionals and we have our rates. And then when family comes to us, I mean, it's a classic with doctors that people want free advice or free legal advice from their quote friends who are lawyers, but you're running a business and you just encounter this kind of thing. Tell us your money story. So um, I keep in touch with some of the doms. They're, they're, they've become friends. They're terrific. And it was funny. One of them was telling me a story about, you know, she teaches a lot of workshops. She's a sex educator. And she had the opportunity to go and teach a class in another city where she'd have to travel to. And then she realized she they were going to pay her 
significantly less than what she normally charges for a weekend workshop. She really wants to do it, but she felt that she had to figure out how she can she doesn't want to say no. She's such a good person and right. she wants to teach these sorts of things. So she had to figure out how she can teach the class, but do it her way so that she didn't feel like her students were shortchanged, the ones that paid full right. price. Well, so she normally charges full price. When she was approached about doing this other thing, is it for a friend? Is it for a relative? And how did she just not mention that she normally gets paid? I mean, what kind of, do you know what kind of conversation happened to set the situation up and put her in this uncomfortable position? I think people just reached out to her. The people reached out to her like, hey, we'd love to have you. You'd be a great guest. They, We'd love to have you come teach a class. I don't think people do the research as to how much people charge. You can't really expect people to know how much you charge. So she had to, it was sort of tough for her to have to come back to them and say, actually, I charge a lot more. And I think they were a little surprised because, you know, she does charge a premium for her experience and her services. It was really interesting Hearing her talk about how she she wants to do it, you know, she wants to share all of her knowledge and but how can she negotiate coming and teaching, but doing something a little bit different so that her students wouldn't feel shortchanged and she could still deliver a nice experience for these other students who are not paying as much. So she sort of split the baby a little bit by offering them something which I think is a very classy thing to do. You know, if someone says, oh, can you come over? Can you do my makeup for free? Or can you do this for free? One thing you can say is, no, but I can give you, like, I could just do your eyes for you. When I was at a, I once had a friend, she did my makeup and she said, I can just do your eyes for that amount of money. And I said, deal. <laughs> and it, and she, it worked out for her. She got to put in less time and it worked out for me. And I got to do the rest of my makeup myself. So you have to really figure out what your time is worth. And if you want to spend time with somebody and you want to do them a solid, just be careful how much you're giving and just tell them that you can only give them a small part of it. And otherwise, it's showing respect for yourself. It's also showing that you're an expert at what you do. Well, and I think it's also respecting the fact that her regular mainstream students, her everyday students that are paying full price, it's valuing that because it does, I think it really resonates. It's not just about her, it's about the students. Why should they pay this rate when she's willing to um, charge so much less you know, for other people, at least she can say, you're getting my full presentation and everything and all of my education. They're getting a light version, a friends and family version that's different. It's a different product. It's changing the scope, which is what it's doing, which is something a lot of speakers do. They can say, I can't do a keynote for that, but I can go just be on a panel. Yeah. And I think that's just a really classy way of saying, I want to work with you. I want to help you. I'm excited to be a part of your community. And this is what I can do that feels true to myself and my my brand and what I charge. And also, I want to be respectful to my students who pay the premium. We all struggle with what am I worth? What are my services worth? What are other people charging? What if other people are charging less? I found so much of, of the Dom's struggles so similar to mine as a writer. Yeah, because they are entrepreneurs. They are. At the end of the day. I mean, you went, we'll talk about this more in a minute, but you went to a convention and, they, and they're talking to you about SEO and negotiation and all the ways that they have to manage their business. Let's first, though, I want to just get to what the takeaway is for our listeners. I mean, this almost goes, it reminds me of the pick, can I just take you out for coffee and pick your brain oh, for consultants and such, you know? I, I really don't like that. It's one thing, if you have to seek someone's advice for free, they should be a good friend. They should never be a stranger. And if for some reason you have a lot of charm and they write you back, come to them. 
and buy them coffee. Make it as easy for them as possible. Don't ask them to meet you in the, in the city, someplace that's close to you. Just literally go to a block from their house. Keep it to half an hour or an hour and come with your questions in hand. Or else just say, can I have you for 15 minutes on the phone? People are very busy and they're not getting anything out of talking to you. You know, not that everything has to be so transactional. And if it's a friend, it's different. I will give my friends my time because they give me lots of love and support. So it's it's all okay. But everyone's looking for a mentor, but don't force your desire for a mentor onto them. Yeah, it's a case-by-case basis. And I do get approached by a lot of people that want to quote pick my brain. And what I do is I do set aside a chunk of time once a week where I'll take these appointments in, you know, they have to come to me and I'll talk to people briefly, but it's absolutely important to be respectful. You don't have to hire everybody as a consultant just to get a little bit of time with them, but understand that that time is valuable. I think it's important. It really is. And it's a lot of effort to meet someone and have to listen to their story Whatever you can do to make it easiest for somebody. I tell that to journalism students all the time. I say, if you want someone to talk to you for an article, even email them, be as gracious as you can, be very brief, but say, I saw that you wrote this article or that you know you're an expert on this subject. I have three questions. Here's what they are. And just be very gracious and complimentary. People love to be complimented, but just show you did your homework and make it as easy for them as possible. It's all about valuing their time, which goes back to your money story. And it also feeds into your everyday money tip, which I have experienced and is just so lovely. What is your everyday money tip? My everyday money tip is to always send a thank you note. I know that seems sort of strange. Like, how is that a money tip? But every time I have followed up with a handwritten card or a handwritten email, every time someone has interviewed me, every time someone has done something nice for me, and every time someone's given me a little bit of advice over coffee, even if it's a friend, I always write back. And I always, even if it's a text, I always write back and say thank you. And people don't get thank yous very often. If someone does you a real solid, like a gen, like intro- makes an introduction for you, or just goes a little bit above and beyond, send a gift. And I know gifts can be expensive, but it is the thought that counts. You know, people think, oh, what if your thoughts are cheap? <laughs> but but it is the thought that counts. My friend sent me, when the book came out, a friend of mine sent me some bath oil, you know, and it was just the most thoughtful thing. A handwritten note is literally the classiest thing you can do. And if you don't have time for that, an email or a text, and don't just, don't you just use emojis, just really write out the words, write out full words. (laughs) Yeah. No, I do think that's so valuable. And I've been on the receiving end of some of your lovely gifts and they make all the difference. It's really lovely to a few days after whatever happened in this case, you you came to a brunch and we had a great time and getting a follow-up gift from somebody is so lovely and so thoughtful. And really, you know, it cements a friendship in some ways and it really shows that you appreciate each other and goes a long way. And then also just, I think, being considerate going forward of that person. It's just, you know, just being a friend is worth its weight in gold. I mean, we just think that because of LinkedIn, that a connection is just a connection. That's what people do. And the answer is no. People are putting their own reputations on the line when they introduce you to somebody. So it's not just hang out with my friend or talk to my friend. It's like, no, if my friend turns out to be a lousy person, then you're going to think I'm a lousy person. So Mm -hmm. having somebody vouch for you is a gift. And a gift should be returned with a gift. 
Yes. Well, I think that's lovely. You also made some real friends when researching this book. Tell us more about the book. And again, the name is, I just love this name. And you came up with it like instantly. It was like this book, I don't want to say it wrote itself, but like once it hit you, it hit you. But it's Bow Down Lessons from Dominatrixes on how to get everything you want. Everything, everything, everything. I just love this title. Oh, well, I got the idea because I was thinking, when you think of a stereotypical person who gets what she wants and who has an authoritarian streak in her and who's intimidating, you know, you think of a dominatrix. And I wondered, how could she teach me how to get what I want, how to stand up for myself, how to speak with authority? And when I met them, they didn't have any easy answers, which I loved. I don't trust people with easy answers. But they were so thoughtful and they had so much empathy and their philosophy about you know, kindness, to be honest and direct. And the book is, I use the lens of BDSM and kink, which is not all that kinky. It's kindness, um, it's consent, negotiation, safe words, boundaries. All these concepts are not so kinky. They're things that we deserve to put forward in our daily life. I started the book, I was mid-career, mid-marriage. I was at a bit of a crossroads. These are questions I had for myself. How can I be a better advocate for my own ideas? How can I not feel bad about asking for what I want? How can I not feel guilty? How can I deal with other people's expectations of me? And how do you stay married to somebody for a long time? How do you communicate with that person? How do you explain how you've changed? We're not the same people at 40 as we were at 20. And uh, sex is really hard to talk about, and money is really hard to talk about. And I found, um, and one thing I'm exploring now is the parallel between a lack of sex education and a lack of financial literacy. I think that they both, we don't learn it when we're young, and we go out into the world, and we make a lot of assumptions about how other people spend their money or what other people do in bed. And we miss out on the real lessons and trying to figure out what our own goals and who we are. And that is something, by the way, we didn't mention yet. You're also the host of one of my favorite podcasts, Spent, which is finally back. I've been begging you. We literally became friends because I was like, you need to bring the show back, Lindsay. I was like, that was my number one goal is to get you to bring Spent back. So Spent, and by the way, it was featured. Um, everyone should be on the Grown Up List, which is my new newsletter. And it was featured. I don't know if I even told you this. It was featured in our January issue. So everybody sign up for the Grown Up List so you can read more about Lindsay and Spent and bow down. Tell us more about where people can find you and uh, follow you on social and all those things. You could follow me on Twitter at Lindsay Goldwert. That's L-I-N-D-S-A-Y G-O-L-D-W-E-R-T. That's the best place to follow me, I think, at the moment. And Spent has a hashtag too. Yes, Spent Podcast. And I'm at lindsaygoldwert.com if you want to get in touch. And everybody read the book and write reviews. It's awesome. Thank you. It's a beginner guide. Um, it's really for, for the kink curious and people who just want to baby step into thinking differently. Yes. But it's also, honestly, it's definitely about negotiations and standing up for yourself and authority. Um, in addition to all that stuff. I mean, it's kind of like the vegetables and the brownies kind of thing. <laughs> it's got this wrapper of the BDSM and all that, but there's a lot of real money education and real strategy in negotiation and how to really be in control of your life. And as I obsessively say, how to get everything you want. Thank you, Lindsay. Thank you so much for having me. This was fantastic. Here we go, my friends. Financial grown-up tip number one. I love what Lindsay had to say about sending thank yous. It's something I've been trying to get better at, frankly. If it's not in your budget to send an actual physical gift, one option 
and I've used this, is to send a personalized, really nice e-card. I've recently been using Paperless Post. I'm sure there's other services you can use as well. And specifically, not sending group thank yous. I make each one out to just one person with a specific and detailed personal note. And yes, I even use those extra coins, as they call their currency, to pick fun backgrounds and envelope liners and extra touches. They are simple, affordable, and fun, and you can see when they opened it so you know that it didn't get lost in the mail. Financial grown-up tip number two, when you book friends and family appointments, make sure that there is a specific start and end time and let them know about it. Be disciplined, send a calendar note, and don't be afraid if it is, for example, a phone call to just do 15 minutes and make sure to be on time on either end, even if you're the one helping, be respectful of their time so they understand that it's appreciated that you're respectful of theirs. I use a service called Calendly. There's many different ones that you can use out there, but that's how I set up my interview appointments. And I have it preset with extra time before and after. So I have extra pad time. So I don't have back-to-back appointments. So if I run late for one, I'm still on time for the next one. I should say if one goes over, if it goes too long. I also keep a to-do list nearby of easy tasks that are small that I can do quickly. So if I have a few minutes in between, I can be productive if I'm feeling focused and want to check something off my to-do list. And it's okay, by the way, also to take a break in those times if you need it. So definitely build in that pad time between appointments. Keep those appointments tight though. What are your tips to deal with the asks when you can't give endlessly? DM me on Instagram at bobbyrebel one on Twitter at Bobby Rebel, and join the grown-up list for free by going to my website, bobbyrebel.com. Go out, get yourself a copy of Bow Down. You deserve to get everything you want. And big thanks to my friend, Lindsay Goldworth, for helping us all be financial grown-ups. Financial Grown Up with Bobby Rebel is edited and produced by Steve Stewart and is a BRK Media production.